You're listening to WBEZ. Today, the trial of arguably the most powerful alderman Chicago's ever seen begins. WBEZ city politics reporter Mariah Wolfel and the Chicago Sun-Times federal courts reporter John Seidel will be in court every day and bring us updates throughout the trial. They join us now with a rundown of what to expect. So, John, first off, how about if we outline the allegations filed against Ed Burke? Yeah, he faces 14 counts. Uh, he's charged with racketeering and bribery and extortion. But the case really boils down to four schemes. Two of those involve him using his position and his clout to tie up redevelopment projects. One involved the old post office, uh, which needed funding that he threatened to block. The other involved the redevelopment of a Burger King down in his ward. Uh, he had redevelopment shut down there over a driveway permit. Uh, there's also a scheme involving a Binnie's on the northwest side that uh, the, the developer there wanted uh, a pole sign. And he allegedly sought Burke's clout and favor at City Hall by trying to hire Burke's law firm. And, and then there's this whole separate scheme involving the, the Field Museum, which Burke had uh, recommended his goddaughter there for an internship. And... Um, he never heard back and he got very upset about that and threatened to block a fee increase at the museum. Mariah, Ed Burke was the longest serving alderman in Chicago history. Can you tell us more about his legacy? Yeah. So, you know, as you know, he oversaw the city's southwest side 14th ward for 54 years before retiring his seat earlier this year. And he took that seat over for his dad when his dad died, when Burke was just 24 years old. Um, Burke is best known for leading the council's powerful finance committee for decades. His finance committee chairmanship came with a more than $2 billion budget at times. And that also came with a huge team of aides to oversee Burke's priorities. It also gave Burke control over the vast amount of legislation that goes through the finance committee. Former colleagues also say that Burke had a network of friends throughout Chicago City departments who he helped get hired and then who helped him do his bidding throughout the years. And prosecutors are certainly going to try to highlight this immense power. In fact, they're bringing in a political science professor to testify about the influence and power that city council members have over their wards. Mariah, knowing this and knowing about the schemes that are alleged in the indictment, what is Burke's defense? So it seems the defense team is may try to downplay Burke's power, actually, you know, arguing that it wasn't him, but it was Rahm Emanuel, the mayor at the time of the alleged schemes, who was the most powerful politician in Chicago, not Burke. It also seems they're going to try to paint Burke as this busy politician who didn't always have a direct hand in all of the things going around him. He's moving from meetings to meetings. He's taking different calls. Um, they're also going to try to attack a key character in the case who cooperated with the government during the investigation. And I think you're referring to another former alderman, Danny Solis. John, um, we know that Solis wore a wire. How did he end up becoming a government mole? This investigation really dates all the way back to 2014. And Danny Solis himself chaired the, the zoning committee. Uh, he had been an alderman for almost 20 years at that point, And he became the focus of an investigation of himself and uh, Speaker Michael Madigan. Uh, two years into that investigation, the FBI confronted Solis and, and showed him what they had on him. And he was he wanted to avoid prison. So he agreed to help them out and wear a wire. And that's what he did uh, with Burke and with Madigan. Um, so this is 
you know, we're really getting to this trial almost a decade into this long investigation that's been overseen by multiple U.S. attorneys and, and was not only just about Ed Burke, but it's about Madigan and Solis as well. Is Solis going to take the stand? Will he be a star witness? Prosecutors say they're not going to call him. However, after hearing that, the defense said they would. Now, it wouldn't if they follow through on that, we'll have to see. It wouldn't be the first time defense attorneys have put somebody on a witness list and then didn't call them. What we do know is that if Solis takes the stand, it will be a really big deal. And if he doesn't, the centerpiece of this is still going to be the recordings that he made. The trial will be overseen by Judge Virginia Kendall. Uh, she's a, a longtime judge. She's a North Shore native. She was nominated to the bench in 2005 by President George W. Bush. She's a former federal prosecutor. She's friendly. She's well-liked. She even has two therapy dogs who spend time in her courtroom. Their names are Birdie and Junebug. Um, <laughs> hang but hang as, on. There are dogs in the courtroom? <laughs> there are dogs in the courtroom. She, she famously has... These two Bernese Mountain Dogs who are there to help comfort uh, witnesses, jurors, lawyers, defendants like Burke. Uh, they do it behind the scenes, not during the trial. They're, they they won't be on the stand with the witnesses, uh, but they <laughs> will likely make appearances in the courtroom. So Judge Kendall's a very friendly judge. She's well-liked, but she does what she needs to, to re remain in full control of her courtroom. And she is a tough sentencer. The last time I saw her preside over a public corruption case, that defendant wound up with a 10-year prison sentence. Mariah, a Burke's trial is one of several public corruption cases to hit the Dirksen Federal Courthouse just this year. Outside the courtroom, has the Fed's focus on Chicago corruption had any impact? Well, yes. I mean, the Feds have arguably changed the course of Chicago history just by bringing these charges against Burke and at the state level against Madigan. Here, former Mayor Lori Lightfoot herself credits her win in 2019 in part to the Burke investigation. She soared past other leading candidates that year who had ties to Burke. And as mayor, she did curb some aldermanic power. Um, but aldermen still wield a vast amount of influence over zoning and development in their wards. They're not subjected to term limits for their seats. They're not subjected to term limits for their committee chairmanships. So there have been small changes, and it seems we are living in a general anti-corruption atmosphere. But tangibly, a lot of the conditions that allowed Burke to amass so much power in Chicago, they are largely still in place here. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel, John Seidel of The Sun-Times, talking about the federal corruption trial of former Chicago Alderman Ed Burke, which begins today. This is WBEZ.